Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rouse Review City Works. That's this portion and uh, part two. Uh, today we're talking about parks. Uh, if you're interested in how a city works, uh, which is why you would listen to the City Works uh, podcast, uh, this is going to be the day when you learn a little bit about what goes into planning, uh, planning a park, the level of effort that goes into maintaining a park. Uh, you know. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more than we can cover in, uh, you know, the 15, 20 minutes we'll be talking, uh, but we hope it gives you a flavor uh, and maybe prompts you to do a little more digging of your own and possibly volunteering on one of our boards at some point. Uh, Parks Director Chris Conyer is here. Welcome, Chris. Hello and welcome back, Chris Conyer. Conyer with a K. Conyer with a K. I think we established that the last time you were here, if I remember correctly. It's a common mistake. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I think for a little while early in your tenure here, I wanted to say C-O-N, but it's K-O-N. It is K-O-N. Chris Conyer. So he's trying to email him. It's Chris.Conyer, K-O-N-Y-E-R. Is it A-R. A-R. And is there an S at the end? No. Oh, because I hear that a lot too. I hear a lot of people call you Chris Con- Conyers. I've heard all of it. And I might have been the one that did that uh, for a little while. But um, it's pretty... Maybe. I don't know. There's no shame. It okay. happens pretty regularly. Not yeah. a big deal. You know, not too many Conyers walking around the Winchester yeah. area. <laughs> so. We got it phonetically right, I think, which yes. is <clears throat> half the battle there. For sure. Uh, so welcome back, Chris Conyer. Uh, for those of you who don't remember Chris, Chris is our parks director. Uh, he's been with us for a little under two years. Yeah, two years in July. July 5th, I believe, right. is the date. You were the first... Hard to believe. You were the first mm, senior management team person I hired. Oh, very good. Because I believe, unless, unless Henschel was before you. Yes, so... Okay. One, one of my one of the folks I, I brought in and I uh, you know, there's not a lot of things city managers try to take a lot of credit for. You know, of course it's all you push a lot of credit down to the staff, which is where the real real work happens, but you know, when you make good hires, you know, it's a you po- it's an opportunity to polish the apple a little <laughs> yeah. bit. So uh, Hey, it's been fun. Two it's years in and, and it's been great. It's hard to believe I've been coming up on two years. It really yeah. is hard to believe that. It's gone by fast and furious. Yeah. Yeah, because we do lots of stuff in our parks department. That is an understatement, and that is a uh, and that's been a bit of a, a, a shift for you from a more passive to a more active kind of recreational environment. Absolutely, that yeah. also is an understatement. Yeah. So yeah, the first first year was a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Second year, um, starting to hit my groove. Got yeah. a lot of good projects going on. Mm-hmm. Beefed up some programming. Yeah, it's been great. It has been. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, <clears throat> and that's kind of what we're gonna talk about today. So, to, the purpose of today's conversation is to uh, discuss really what goes into uh, maintaining a park. First off, identifying you know what improvements may be needed in a park, if uh, why we might build a new park somewhere. Oh yeah, uh, and then kind of what goes into maintaining and planning for the maintenance of that park. We'll use some Winchester examples throughout the course of the conversation. So if you're not in Winchester, uh, you know we will refer to some Winchester parks. Uh, and if you're interested in more information, of course, go to you know, WinchesterVA.gov. Um, but we were, we are going to talk about a lot of the planning processes that happen you know, among any parks and rec professional, you know, whether you're 
in a city or a county, you know, there was even some of this occurred, you know, in places with less active Absolutely. parks environments. But, uh, you know, they're the standard things that all parks directors, you know, work through as they're planning these parks. So um, <clears throat> I'll start off with, you know, we, we do have one new park that's yeah. about to be created. Uh, you know, kind of what goes in Poles Park. Yep, and Poles Park. For, for if you're in Winchester, it's over off of Berryville Avenue, tucked away. It's going to be a small neighborhood park. Uh, but what kind of goes into from from the beginning? What what thought process? What steps do you take when 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 I called up and said, "Hey, there's going to be a new park over in this area," <laughs> yeah. uh, because you know some land was donated to us, which was part of the catalyst for it. But our comp plan also said that this was an area where we needed a park. So, you know, tell me from from when you got that bit of information, what did you start? Well, for, well, first I'll start with the strategic plan, which I thought was phenomenal when mm -hmm. I first started, uh, trying to get green space uh, within a ten minutes walk of every mm -hmm. city patron, um, which from a parks and rec standpoint is a phenomenal goal. It's also nice, especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, I think green space uh, is valued a little bit higher than maybe previous times. Mm -hmm. um, so anytime that you can put green space within, you know, residential, so they have access uh, is extremely important. So when we got the word that we're going to add some green space, in this case, Poles Park in Ward 2, um, you know, there's excitement in the air. Uh, I know, you know, just simply clearing the area, cleaning the area up, but just that simple yeah. process um, has some patrons, you know, giving us feedback, uh, emailing in, calling in, yeah. saying they were excited to yeah. see, you know, an area in the city that's being cleaned up um, that can be used for recreational purposes, even if it's just going back there mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. you know, sitting down. Yeah, because previously that particular you know, stretch of property was, <clears throat> it was tucked behind folks' house. It was a lot of overgrown mess. There's a yeah. little creek that cuts through it. Uh, you know, it was, it was more of a trash catch than <laughs> than anything else back there. Yeah, Because yeah. it wasn't, no one was maintaining it. No, it was... It was not appealing, and I mean, you know, you couldn't even really utilize it for, for anything the way it was. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we uh, recognized the area, um, we're going to turn it into usable green space was a huge positive. And then once the equipment was actually back there, then um, then you really started to get the, the yeah. buzz. But really, the first step is to look at the space. Again, you know, you mentioned previous that it's, it's a small area, so there's only so much you can do, um, you know, with the land that you have. But we always revert back to feedback we get mm -hmm. from city patrons yeah. on uh, we, you know, we collect information. That was one of the also one of the first things that I did is, is trying to come up with uh, a master park plan um, to kind of guide us through different yeah. projects and different initiatives that we want to try to do. The initial process was more centered around facilities. So it's kind of like. You know, what would you like to see in the city? How do you want to use the space? How much do you value the space? Um, there is quite a few neighborhood parks throughout the city of Winchester, which I will say is a little uncommon. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of nice being in a park system that yeah. has that strategic goal, but then is actually pretty close to meeting it. There's only a yeah. few areas in the city where you can't access green space <laughs> 
uh, within the 10 minute walking within, space, yeah, yeah. which after Poles Park is built, uh, there will only be, I think, two. Yeah. Two, two major areas. One of them's kind of big. So, <clears throat> you know, it might be a, we'll have to strategically locate a park for that one, but it's really just two areas. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, again, that's that's actually impressive for a park system to have that many, you know, green spaces that mm -hmm. are accessible to people pretty easily. Like, you know, you can walk down the street uh, and use it. So Poles Park is, is just coming back to that community feedback. Um, do you know about the park? Um, I mean, that's kind of step one. Is so asking sure. residents, what do you want here? Yeah, what do you want? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, we never want to put an amenity at a park that very few people are going to use or value. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just not not yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you got to go through all the resources. Again, when you have as many parks coupled with Jim Barnett Park, uh, you know, one of the top things that comes to the list is maintenance. It's, mm -hmm. it's another green space uh, that you have to get your staff to, yeah. uh, you know, keeping up everything from weed eating to mowing, mulching. You know, depending on what amenities there. I mean, people sleep Which on... Which is not cheap. No. <laughs> I think a lot of folks <laughs> just think that, well, I mow my own grass. It's not that hard. Uh, you know, what is it? But when we were making the plans and the financial justification for the new fields at Preston, where we were converting grass to turf, yeah. I, you know, it, it might surprise folks to realize that maintenance on a grass field is much more expensive than oh. maintenance on a turf field. It's not even close. Yeah. I mean, and that that depends on... You know, usage, especially if you have a heavy use field, mm -hmm. uh, you know, then the maintenance is crazy. But even if you just have, you know, accessible green space, yeah. you know, weather, it's all weathered. Obviously, if it rains a lot, mm -hmm. you're going to have to get there more. Yeah. And then as soon as you don't hit it and the grass is a little longer than maybe desired or weeds come up a little bit mm -hmm. here or there, you know, then you're going to hear from the patrons. Yeah, yeah. So maintenance is one of those things that it's like, hey, we're adding a, you know, we're adding a new park. How does that impact, you know, your resources? Mm -hmm. You know, you got to get staff to go out there. You got to make sure it looks nice. I mean, yeah. you're not doing a park, so it just goes to... Exactly. Know, ...goes bad and doesn't look pretty. That's the whole idea of putting Poles Park, in this case, mm -hmm. back there, was to take an area that is unusable, doesn't particularly look all that great... Yeah cleaning it up and making it something that you're proud of and mm -hmm. that the people that live around that area can actually use. So yeah, maintenance, and then what are you going to put there? Um, that's where we go back to community surveys. Uh, like the number one amenity, as simple as it sounds, mm -hmm. was a walkway trail system. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what people are really looking for, whether you're getting out of your house alone, whether you want to go on a walk with a family member, uh, whether you have a pet, mm -hmm. um, small children, a walk is about as simple as you can get, but yeah. you got to have somewhere to go. And like you said, you know, Poles Park wasn't exactly usable. So when you go back to the survey and you look at it, you say, well, you know, clearly that's an amenity that people are going to value instantly. Mm -hmm. It's going to have an impact right away. And then, you know, little things, you know, when you put a trail in, you know, seating, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. you want a place to go. Uh, we found out that uh, that particular area, actually a lot of areas in the city, have like a nice bird watching component. Oh, which yeah. I was really surprised to, That's to cool. find out about. Yeah, Shawnee Springs Preserve and mm -hmm. Abrams Creek Wetlands. You can go out there and you see a lot of different uh, birds, which is 
you know, kind of cool. And then mm-hmm. Poles Park, where it's located, is actually another, it's like a little pocket where mm-hmm. um, some of the Autobahn Society, they actually go back there, which will yeah. be really nice if it's if it's cleaned up. So it's just kind of, you know, you look at the maintenance side, you look at the amenities. I mean, some amenities, I don't think people realize just putting it in, like how much work goes into it, like a playground, for example. Yeah. yeah. You know, first of all, you want to, what is your demographic around the park? If, if there is a lot of small children, then a playground could be something that you would want to, uh, you know, contemplate putting in there. But again, it's like next level when it comes yeah. to maintenance. There's yeah. there's a lot of things that has to pass an inspection. You have to have con- oh wow yeah. yeah you have to constantly putting be putting a certain level of uh, mulch or mm-hmm. some kind of ground for safety standards. Uh, a lot of the stuff, if it does have maintenance issues, is yeah. actually expensive to either get repaired or in some cases you have to replace it. Mm-hmm. So it's like. There's a lot of tears with some of these amenities. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always say when you're putting in a neighborhood park is to start simple mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, make sure people are aware that, yeah. the, that the green space is there. And, and then, then build from there. Yeah, and build from yeah. there. Exactly. So let's talk about an established park. Uh, and we'll use the example of Weaver uh, okay. Park, which, you know, we have some, some money in this FY24 budget that just got approved. Uh and by the way, for folks that are, you know, maybe always a little dubious on, uh, you know, where their tax dollars go, uh, <laughs> you know, if you look at, in fact, you know, we were just looking at this this morning, you know, the largest component is education. The second largest is always public safety. Uh, when folks complain about, you know, tax dollars being spent on things, unfortunately, parks is often one of the first things that gets cut. We were very fortunate in this year's budget to get some additional resources for parks, uh, improving the gym equipment, money for pressed for the new soccer fields we mentioned, uh, a handful of other things, including some upgrades to some of our neighborhood parks. Uh, but one neighborhood park is a priority for us, and that's Weaver Park. It's top of our list. How did what kinds of attributes? puts a park at the top of the list for improvements yeah so i'm it's a hard process because again there's four wards in the city so you're kind of looking at Mm -hmm. um you know park access which again you know i'll go back to starting with the strategic plan it's kind of like you know making sure that people have access to these things ward three also um you know has jim barnett park in it yeah (laughs) so you have to take that in consideration. But Weaver in particular, or, you know, when you're going through this process, it's just visiting the park, um, you know, lack of awareness, not a lot of visitors there. Mm-hmm. Um, underutilized. Underutilized for sure. Low um, visibility. Yes. Low visibility is a big, because uh, it's somewhat off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very close to commercial, so the expectation of a park being back there yeah. is a little lower than usual. And then some of the, you know, check marks in favor of Weaver Park where, um, you know, where we had to take a closer look at it is um, we have user groups that are very interested in that location because of how big it is. And there's an actual a pretty nice field pad there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, so the lacrosse group, the rugby group, the soccer group has mm-hmm. utilized that location. We also have yeah the rugby team does uh, pick up touch uh, rugby there on yeah. Sundays at two p.m. Yeah. That is their that's their home site yeah um, which is nice for them 
Um, and then on top of that, you know, there's been some developmental projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so commercially, uh, the new Trex buildings out there, um, there's some, you know, there's some development. And then there's a pretty large uh, complex going in there with, I think, 300 plus units mm-hmm. scheduled that has been approved. So that's a big factor because you're like, you know, there's going to be, you know, a huge residential mm-hmm. uh who's going to want access to park space. Yeah, yeah. And when they move in, you don't want them walking across the street and seeing, you know, kind of a park that isn't up to, yeah, up to of course, standards. of course. Um, so I think it's just a combination of, you know, we have user groups that value the space. There's going to be a large contingency of people looking for park space and, you know, awareness. You just want people yeah. to, to be able to utilize it. And our surveys are also play an important factor in determining what goes into these parks. Yes. Every so often I hear folks, uh, well, I use pickleball as the example. Uh, pickleball is, you know, depending on who you ask and, you know, if you, if you ask Sports Illustrated, they'll tell you it's the fastest growing sport in America. Yes. And all of our surveys and all of our, uh, you know, when we put out the question to the community, pickleballs, pickleball is top of the list of course that doesn't stop you know uh, any number of people from saying well that's you know that's a fad or you know i don't i don't play pickleball so yeah. it's so it's not important you know but it's important to know that we, we don't just make this stuff up we no. go out and ask the residents to so talk about how that community feedback or surveys play into it yeah so we have you know we have regular park board meetings uh again one of the first things we did was community feedback using pickleball as an example, it's one of those trends which you're always looking for in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's trendy? And then is that trend going to stand the test of time and stay around? Yeah. And if you feel like it is, then you're not doing your job professionally if you're not, you know, taking a look at adding those amenities and, you know, satisfying that community for space that you know is going to be used. I mean, that's the key. It's like you never want to put anything in that you feel like is just going to be sitting there. Pickleball courts, it's very popular. Yeah. You know, you see it firsthand. You know, one of our park board meetings, we had pickleball on the agenda, and mm-hmm. we had the biggest crowd, yeah. you know, times 10 yeah. that we've ever had at a park advisory board. Very passionate. Um, you know, you go to any pickleball courts in the area, whether it be Northern Virginia uh, or here locally, you're going to see a lot of people using that amenity. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, let's capitalize on it. The other good part about that particular amenity is it's not for one age group. There's a lot of younger players playing, middle-aged players, you know, starting to get to it. And then the senior community is obviously the biggest, uh, you mm-hmm. know, kind of demographic that's playing the sport. Again, it's just recognizing these trends Lining it up with what you're hearing back from the from the community from their feedback standpoint on what they want to see, what they will use, mm-hmm. um, and then putting it all together, and then you kind of go through the process of talking to, you know, you, uh, the yeah. park advisory board, um, city council. <clears throat> you know, you kind of go through all of those steps. Yeah. Too. So talk about you know, in terms of pu- one of the most important aspects of public engagement is actually the parks advisory board, which is made up of our residents. So. Yeah. Talk about the role they play in some of this. Uh, it's a huge role. We meet, you know, we meet monthly. Um, there's seven members, and we're constantly any kind of project, any kind of program. Um, I am very. I'm probably more extreme than most directors, mm-hmm. but I like to put as much information in front of them as I can, just to get their feedback. But in particular, projects. 
you know, the last meeting we were talking about restrooms. Yeah. You know, so we're going down to, you know, base level all the way up to the Preston Field Project, for yes, example. Yes. And then everything in between. Um, so they were a very big um, component of, you know, getting the feedback from the community mm-hmm. and then going through that information, sharing that information. And then that kind of guides them on where staff is coming from. Again, I don't, I don't like to go, you know, it's not just Chris Conyers idea. Of course. Yeah. You know, it's something that, and I mean, I'll be honest, if I look at the CIP list, most of the projects on the list are stuff that personally I'm not like overly interested in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is what, this is what is coming back. This is what is popular. This is the stuff yeah. you can't ignore. This is what our residents are asking for. Yeah. Absolutely. And the park advisory board is key on, I think they're, the major part of the board is just reemphasizing those notions mm-hmm. and getting their support. Yeah. And you want to make sure that, you know, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think that's a pretty good uh, recap. Now, if, if someone is interested in being on a parks advisory board, uh, if you live in the city, uh, do we have any openings on ours currently? No, we, we have a pretty brand new board. Yeah. Um, so we restructured the board. Yeah. Um, so not it might, quite it, a year it, ago. it might be a little while before yeah. uh, an opening pops up for parks advisory board. But if that is something uh, you're interested in, that's uh, one way to get involved. Uh, if you don't live in Winchester, I think virtually every, I don't know of a local jurisdiction that doesn't have a parks advisory board that also has a park system. Because yeah. didn't the county, even yeah. the county has one. So. Yeah, the county has, um, they call it a commission. So yeah. they have a parks and rec commission. commission. Most places have either an advisory board or a commission. commission something like that. Yeah, so, something in those. So ways. if, you know, get involved in that uh, in your local area. And <clears throat> the one bit of advice I, I would give and... Uh, to anybody that's looking to serve on, you know, whether it's this board or another city board is uh, if you're coming into it because you want one specific thing and you want to advocate for that thing, maybe, maybe the board's not right for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, if you, if, uh, cause when you're on the parks advisory board, you're looking at everything from renovating bathrooms <laughs> to, uh, you know, <clears throat> the soccer field to, uh, you know, mowing and maintenance standard like you're, you're looking at every aspect you're working with the parks director uh so go into it if you really care about the system if the park system yeah. itself and if you're willing to kind of roll up your sleeves and look at some of the stuff that's not super uh super exciting like mulch yeah yeah so yeah yeah that's a, i mean that's a great point you know if you're go- if you're actually going to serve on uh in this case the parks and rec board you want to be interested in all of the different aspects of parks mm-hmm. and recreation from programming to facilities yeah. to the simplest things like you mentioned. Uh, so yeah, I would encourage that too. If you're just interested in one subject and just contact yeah. us directly, we can have a conversation. Absolutely. And that's something that's also uh, always available to you. You can go to the city website, you can reach out to Chris or his team uh, and you know advocate for that. For sure. Absolutely. Chris, thank you so much. No doubt. Thanks for having uh, good me. Good chatting with you again. And um, if you are interested in learning more about our park system, uh, go to winchesterva.gov. Thanks, Chris. Beautiful. Thank you so much. There goes Chris. Uh, he, I think, has been uh, of the people I've snagged from other jurisdictions. Um, it was a good get. Definitely a good get for us. Uh 
you know, if you are interested, like we said at the begin at the end, uh, <clears throat> if you're more interested in getting involved with parks, there's plenty of different ways to go about doing that. Even if you don't want to uh, undertake the time commitment of serving on the parks advisory board, there are plenty of other things that you can do. Uh, of course, uh, if your time is limited, but you maybe your treasurer is uh, has some flexibility. Obviously, we always accept donations to our parks department. Or if you want to roll up your sleeves a little bit, uh, we also do frequent cleanups and uh, at our parks uh, all around the city. So uh, keep an eye out for that. If you're not in Winchester, you can always come and help us clean up our parks. But uh, I'm sure your local jurisdiction also has opportunities for you to volunteer. And with that, we'll wrap up part two. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you around City Hall.